Welcome to our study of the book of Revelation. It's a video series that's going to help us beware and be aware of the signs and the events, the spirit of the times, to be ready for that last day, the day of judgment, uh, but also while we wait to be blessed, to not be afraid because we do belong to Jesus. Now we're in this uh, chapter and verse study of the book of Revelation, and we've started to look at the letters to the churches in Revelation chapters 2 and 3. So in our previous video, uh, we started to talk about the letter to the, to the church in Ephesus. And so there is a description of the speaker, there is a commendation. But now in verses 4 and following, we see that there is criticism, there's warning and, and an admonition. So in verse 4 of chapter 2, it says, But I have this against you, that you have left your first love. Remember, therefore, from where you have fallen, and repent, and do the first works, or else I am coming to you swiftly, and will move your lampstand out of its place, unless you repent. So Matthew chapter 24, again, Scripture interpreting the Scriptures, Jesus speaks about the signs of the end of time. He says in Matthew chapter 24, beginning at verse 11, he says, Many false prophets will arise and will lead many astray. And because iniquity will be multiplied, the love of many will grow cold. But he who endures to the end will be saved. And this good news of the kingdom will be preached in the whole world for a testimony to all the nations. And then the end will come. And so uh, those words were speaking to the, spoken to the early church and also uh, to us this day. So many false prophets will arise and they'll lead many astray and the love of many will grow cold. So there are these comings of the Lord. We talk about three comings. His first advent, which is where the Son of God takes on human flesh and uh, tabernacles among his people. And so he teaches and he uh, uh, comforts, and he bears sin, and he goes to the cross and dies for that sin. He rises on the third day, and he then, uh, 40 days after that, ascends, ascends into heaven. So that's the first cloud. Now, you know, there's this time between the clouds, the first cloud and the promised second advent of Jesus. At the end of time, it will say, uh, the angels told the disciples that, the same Lord Jesus who went into the cloud will also reappear. And so we're awaiting that day, the day of the reappearance of Jesus. So that would be what we would call the second coming. But in between that first cloud and the second cloud, Jesus is always coming to his church, coming to it through his word and through his gifts and the sacrament. Again, he's the one who walks among the lampstands. He doesn't forsake his church. He continually gives, and we continually receive all of his gifts. Now, he says, uh, beware to this church. Your love has grown cold. Uh, I might come to you if you don't repent and remove your lampstand. In other words, uh, this is a, a word of judgment to the church. If you follow those who lead you astray, then you're no longer proclaiming uh, the word of God, but rather you're proclaiming the word of the devil. So there's only two words really that are spoken, God's word or the devil's word. And so false teachers are coming, leading this church, uh, some of the, in the church astray. Their love is growing cold. So false teaching always leads to false living, doesn't it? Um, we, if we don't hear the word of God proclaimed to us, centering on the person of Christ, 
that uh, that then um, destroys our love for God as well as love for one another. And so uh, this little phrase we often uh, often speak about: repent, right? Acknowledge acknowledge your sin, agree with God about it, but then receive the forgiveness of sins in. Uh, in the person and the work of Jesus. And when you receive that forgiveness of sins, there's great joy. So rejoice in that. But because we live in this world with the unholy trinity always upon us, you know, the devil, the world, and our sinful flesh, we are called to repeat. And so this is the life of the church, the life of the Christian. Repent, receive, rejoice. Now, Mark chapter 4, there's also this image of a lamp. Right? And Jesus says, uh, is a lamp to be put under a basket or under a bed? Isn't it put on a stand? For there is nothing hidden except that it should be made known. Neither was anything made secret, but that it should come to light. If any man has ears to hear, let him hear. And so there is this exhortation uh, that the church is not to remain hidden, you know, a light uh, put under a basket. But it is a lampstand. It is a light to the nations. So criticism, warning, admonition. Verse 6, it gets very specific. It says, but this you have, that you hate the works of the Nicolaitans. Nicolaitans, which I also hate. Now, we don't really know specifically who this group is. But they are referenced again in Revelation chapter 2, verses 14 and 15. And the reference to the teaching of uh, Balaam, right, um, who taught uh, Balak to throw a stumbling block before the children of Israel. So the, these are the words, uh, Revelation chapter 2, verse 14. But I have a few things against you, because you have, have there some who hold to the teaching of Balaam, who taught Balak to throw a stumbling block before the children of Israel, to eat things sacrificed to idols, and to commit sexual immorality, so also you likewise have some who hold to the teachings of the Nicolaitans. So something's going on here, right? Uh, uh, false teaching uh, connected with false living, false practice, uh, and in this case involving food sacrificed to idols, uh, and in these uh, churches there is commerce associated also with uh, emperor worship, uh, within the uh, idolatrous, idolatrous culture. Um, and so there is this temptation for the church to compromise in their commerce and in their practices. And with that, uh, those practices of the culture uh, uh, to commit uh, sexual immorality. So uh, the Nicolaitans have something uh, in common with the teaching of Balaam. Now there's a call to hear and obey, uh, and, but also a promise given to these churches. So that's the pattern. So to this church in Ephesus, uh, the call to hear is, He who has an ear, let him hear what the Spirit says to the assemblies. So hear and obey, right? So we think of hearing as something just, um, you know, that uh, audibly hits, uh, hits our ears and we hear someone saying some words. But the, the word here uh, really means uh, the sense of obeying. Uh, that if you tell your kids, did you hear what I, what I said? You're, you're basically saying, well, why, why aren't you doing what I ask you to do? So Isaiah chapter 6 says, I heard the Lord's voice saying, whom shall I send and who will go for us? And I said, here, here I am, send me. So I've heard your words and I obey. Now, those verses continue. 
Isaiah chapter 6, verse 9, and Jesus will reference this set of verses in his parable of the sower in Matthew chapter 13. Uh, the word spoken to Isaiah is, go and tell this people, you hear indeed, but don't understand. You see indeed, but don't perceive. Then make the heart of this people fat, make their ears heavy and shut their eyes, lest they see with their eyes, hear with their ears, understand with their heart and turn again and be healed. Again, this is referenced by Jesus in the parable of the sower. So he says all these uh, uh, the different types of soil receive the seed, which is the word of God. But some of it fell on the path and some of it fell on rocky places. Some fell among the weeds but some found good soil, and there's all these different results. Um, and so those on the path, those you know, uh, on rocky places, uh, those among the weeds, uh, didn't produce any fruit at all. They were choked out or burned up by the sun, or the birds came and ate them up. Now, here's, uh, here's the sad reality, that the word of God is for all people. God doesn't want to keep himself secret. He speaks, he reveals himself through the scriptures. And so some hear this word and are literally enlightened. They were in darkness, but now they are enlightened. That's what the lampstands are to do, right? To lighten up the dark places. Now, some hear it and are enlightened, resurrected, you could say, born again, new creations. Others hear the word, but ignore it. And still others hear the word, but also rebel. Now, there's a punishment for that, and it's used with this imagery that their ears heard this word, but they ignored it, they rebelled against it, and so what happens is that their hearts are hardened. And you will see this warning all throughout the book of, of Revelation. He who has an ear, let him hear. Now, there's a promise, Revelation chapter 2, verse 7. To him who overcomes, I will give to eat from the tree of life, which is in the paradise of my God. And so we're always thinking Old Testament, right? So if we understand the Old Testament, all the scriptures, that helps us understand the last book of the Bible. And so the reference here is tree of life and paradise. And so uh, book of Revelation will talk about the imperfect church, but one day it will be made perfect. There's promise given to this imperfect church and fulfillment. And it's referring to this idea of the tree of life in paradise when everything was not just good, but very good. Genesis chapters 1 and 2. Now, where is this fulfilled? You go to the end of the book of Revelation, Revelation chapter 22, verse 14, and it says, blessed. Again, you'll keep hearing that little phrase over and over, blessed. Blessed are those who do his commandments, that they may have the right to the, to the tree of life and may enter in by the gates into the city. So there's that, that, that idea, again, of hearing, but, but necessarily obeying. They, they are the ones who do his commandments. They may have the right to the tree of life and may enter in by the gates into the city. Now, we are made right. We are reconciled to God through the works of Jesus, right? Not our own works. But once we are made right with Jesus, good trees bear good fruit. And there are these works that then are commended and also applauded to the church. Our good works follow us into uh, the new heaven and the new earth. Again, good works of Jesus are the ones that reconcile us to God. But when we are made new... Uh, good works follow. 
So the book of Revelation, it's a, it's a series that's going to help us, again, modeled in these letters to the churches, to beware and be aware of the events and the signs and the spirit of the times, to be ready for that last day, the day of judgment. But while we wait, to be blessed, to not be afraid, because we do belong to Jesus.